welcome to the in-person Badger Politic. I'm from, Scott Stearns. From the undisclosed location. Yeah. Um, and you back. are? Paul Sickle. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. It's good to uh, see you uh, three-dimensional. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. It been, has. been a few months. It has. About 13, 14 months. Yeah. That um, sounds about right. Yep. Something so, like that. I think yeah. uh, when we, last we uh, recorded face to face, shit was just ramping up. Bad things were ahead, but we didn't really know what uh, what no. it was going to look like. And no, how bad it would get. Yeah. Um, well, but as um, we've we've already recorded since then, but yes. we have a new president. That's um, still worth worth noting. Last mm-hmm. time we were talking, we were just marveling about the fact that. We didn't have to turn down the TV when the president came on when our kids were in the room. Yeah. How's your, uh, how's your blood pressure these days? I, f- I feel like mine has improved. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a little better. You know, Being able to sleep a full eight hours. Uh, <laughs> I know. thought one of the, one of the uh, best uh, components of a Biden candidacy was the fact that, hey, make boring government cool again. Right. You know, And that's, that's really what we're looking at right now in terms of just effective leadership allowing you to go about your day and not have to worry about what is going to pop up on your alerts when your phone buzzes in your pocket. That's right. That's right. Now, there, are, of course, are um, issues around the world. There is. Let's not kid ourselves. There's a brewing war in Israel, Mm -hmm. you know, with the West Bank. There's Um, still a lot of crazy out there. Obviously, some of what they're doing is testing Biden's resolve and sure. Netanyahu's trying to save his own ass. Yep. But I think that overall, we're in a better position to deal with these challenges in a way so. that's uh, probably constructive. And well, you have somebody in charge that actually right. knows how government functions. You know, it's interesting that there's some recent reports about some of Trump's uh, efforts to tear down the entire foreign policy of the United States mm-hmm. um, in the interregnum, as they say, in right. that period. <laughs> After the election, before Biden was sworn in, apparently he wanted to withdraw all the U.S. troops from even Germany, mm-hmm. which might have been a sap to Putin. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's pretty scary. I haven't read the whole article, but there really was an attempt on democracy on January 6th. Um, well, and, I mean, it was failed. But, yeah. But I think that there's a lot of evidence that that there will be future efforts I, I we should not I don't doubt it take I, it lightly I, what's 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 interesting I guess is the whole idea coming out of the Republican side of the house in particular just denying that it was even an insurrection right and, and with a few it, tourists yeah that's what that one guy said right yeah and it's like no I mean this is on video we, we you know police officers were killed yeah and th- th- this was an Attempt. I mean, I texted somebody I knew who worked on the hill at the time. Yeah, and he was talking about like running through tunnels and no, it's barely it, escaping. Utterly ridiculous to to pretend this was anything that it wasn't. Yeah, no, so, it, that's right. It, it, no, it was an attack on America. It was. it was an attack on democracy, and it could it, it could have been much more effective on a worse day because you know hours went by. When there weren't proper reinforcements and, mm-hmm. and it, there were delays uh, getting help to the Capitol. You know, the hope was with Joe Biden getting elected president that uh, this would uh, result in shame 
and uh, a recalibration of, of the Republican Party and people reassessing kind of where... Yeah, that's where, not going to happen. No, they, they've... they've <laughs> I they, hate to say it. They've but, leaned yeah. in. They've leaned in largely. And there are, you know, obviously... I mean, they were already in. There, there are the, there are the Lynn Cheney's and there are the Adam Kinzinger's in the House, but they are... I think you just named between. both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and there are a handful of others that are not necessarily putting their names out there. But if there is going to be a correction, I mean, you need more people like that to stand up and say, like, hey. That's right. What really needs to occur is that those types of leaders in the House, like I said, because just because of redistricting, they need to stand up and say, if we don't change gears, we will not caucus with you. We will, right. we will go independent. We will prevent you, Kevin McCarthy, of a potential speakership next year if you continue to go down this road right and not enough of them right now are standing up to do that but the problem is that the votes aren't there right Um, like if you're a republican and you're in office um, and you do that you'll just alienate your supporters you'll get primary you might get redistricted out of your seat but you also might get primaried and defeated Mm -hmm. so it's just another example so we need a democratic majority a bona fide Democratic majority to win again mm-hmm. next year, which is going to be hard because usually you've got a midterm penalty and the average is about 27 seats right. lost. The Democrats have four to spare. Five turns into a Republican majority. So if all things are equal, the Republicans should take a 22-seat majority. From our conversations uh, you know, outside of the podcast, what we've talked about is, is this next year leading into the... 2022 midterms does it look more like a typical year as we've seen historically where the incumbent president loses seats in the house and in the senate or is it more similar to what we saw post-crisis in 2002 with george w bush where people rewarded him and gave him outright control i'm kind of leaning towards this could be just me being hopeful but that it's like a 2002. Right. That people are coming out of a really trying situation with the pandemic and everything else and with the economy. If you look at how things are this year, we're starting to get to a better place in this country. Obviously, with the pandemic, we still have situations where across the globe, like what's going on in India right now and what happens with variants spreading potentially, you know, what's the impact um, as the year goes on? We don't know that. But if you look ahead to next year, the, the hope would be that we are even more opened up, that the, the economy is even more on fire, and people then have to compare that situation going into November next year with where they've been coming you know, right. from 2020 and, and, and times before. And I, I would say, you know, just as an average voter, right. that, um, I don't know, I think I would opt for that versus the crazy that we have to live with. For, right for the right. past few years. Well, the best selection we've had. I mean, actually, midterm turnout is a big deal. Turnout is always a big deal yep. in elections, but it doesn't necessarily always help Democrats. But in presidential elections, potentially, mm-hmm. um, you had pretty good turnout in sixteen. It wasn't that great for the Democrats. I mean, you had a great turnout in twenty twenty. It was sixty seven percent. It was the highest turnout since the twenties. A 67% turnout last year of eligible voters. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is like kind of like what you used to see in like 
countries like in Europe or whatever. Right, um, like, right. Like Americans, we used to think it was about a 50% turnout kind of country. There was so much apathy. Sure. And you had 67% turnout last year, and that was just enough to get Biden over the top. I mean, granted, he won the popular vote by a fairly decent margin, mm-hmm. but it was still pretty close in a lot of states, Wisconsin included. It's not an open and shut case. That said, in midterms, we've seen when there's bad turnout, the Democrats always get killed. The turnout would have to be high next year for the Democrats to avoid well, the midterm penalty and, I think and if, avoid losing the House and potentially the Senate if and you, governorships. If you look back the last four plus years, you've had a really good, consistent turnout amongst the voters who are voting against you know, the, the Trumpists. Yeah, but you had terrible yeah. turnout in 2014. And right. Not, and it wasn't very post, good in 2010 either. Post, 26, the, post 2016. Right. I mean, starting really with the election where you know, Tony Evers was reelected to be superintendent of uh, public instruction. And everything after that, people that historically had not voted in local elections or maybe didn't even know who their school board member was, who their other person was, mm. they are coming out consistently to vote for those people. They well, you recognize have, you, the, the stakes. You have a two-cycle trend. You have the mm-hmm. 18 and the, and the 20 elections. Yep. But the question is, does that become a three-cycle trend? Well, that's TBD. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the interesting thing is that uh, Republicans are going above and beyond to make sure that it isn't that case, yep. and they're passing laws in the yep. various states. I think they've now gotten three or four of them passed mm-hmm. that literally short-circuit Florida, democracy. Georgia, yeah, yeah uh, Arizona, Texas. Um, it's, it's spreading, and... Obviously, yeah. if Scott Walker was still governor, it'd be happening here too. Right. I, I think the only reason there hasn't been more they passed the bills here. They just are getting vetoed. Well, here yeah, by Evers. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Right. It, right. It's pretty blatant. They're um, anti. They're anti-voting. They're yeah. anti-democracy. No, they are. They they don't want more people to vote. Yeah, I I haven't read it yet, but Five Thirty Eight did a big story about how the Republican anti-democratic with the small d Mm -hmm. push is going to impact votes and um, how the Republican push to restrict voting could affect our elections. And I think it's worth a read. We should Um, should post that. Yeah, I will. And uh, maybe I should even add a few comments uh, because I I don't have the wherewithal to do so now, having read it. But it's an extended piece. Um, It's like one of those, you know, if it was in a magazine, it'd be like a 10, 20 page piece. I mean, it's like, probably a good 5,000 words. and They've got some striking charts in here, one of which is that it shows uh, black Americans are pretty much convinced that Republicans don't want them to vote. Yeah, well, they're um, <laughs> making that case. Right, that that's right. What they, that's what they're looking and for. And the plurality of white voters don't think that's true, but almost an equal number of white voters actually think that is true. Okay. And huge majorities of Hispanic and Asian, uh, other mixed race, giant majorities think that Republicans are against their right to vote. It seems like the more you kind of put the thumb on on, right. on the average voter, the harder they react. And even a fair number of the white vote. Right, yeah. yeah. The question is, the, of course, the question is if it's so inconvenient to vote, if you can't get water mm-hmm. while you're waiting in line, and you have to wait in line because now there's only one drop box for sure. the entire me- Atlanta metropolitan or area, which is even, like the fourth if, largest if, metropolitan area in America. Right. Or if you're or eligible like that. to vote that <laughs> right. way, that's the other thing. Right. But, uh, yeah. That might be a stretch what they said, but, but I mean, they might have one point, per county, I think, yeah. is what they have. Point which being, is crazy. 
point being that they're attacking the methods by which people can vote. And then we also have the repercussions of the census where we have to right. draw new lines. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be felt pretty significantly here in Wisconsin because we have a divided government. We have the Republicans that control the Assembly and the Senate, and you have Tony Evers as the Democratic governor of the state. So you're going to have multiple proposals for how we draw these lines for the state legislature and for the House. And there obviously, there's we, no evidence. We need to go into no more evidence. depth because well, there's a local elections, too. Yeah. Local elections officials of have a lot of power. Yep over how people can vote. Mm-hmm. Um, if it weren't for local elections officials in cities in Wisconsin, it would have been a lot harder to vote. And sure. under Wisconsin law, they're empowered yeah, yeah. to make the decisions. Um, in fact, they're empowered to do the ballot cure process, as we call with absentee ballots. If somebody like misses the date on the signature, sure. can it be cured? How, how nitpicky right. you want to get. Right. Yeah. And, and they call it a cure procedure. Mm-hmm. Each clerk, each local official has the ability to decide how to do it and mostly those that represented the largest and most diverse constituencies chose the right answer and they chose to try to help people vote give the benefit to the will of the voter Mm -hmm. versus the letter of the law and i mean the letter of the law of course they're going to make sure they comply by it but they wanted to help people and so they would call people up and tell them that there was something wrong or they would, they would have their own procedures at each city. And what the Republicans want to do is restrict that now. Yeah. Or they want to hamstring the funding so that they can't have enough people power to do it. Wisconsin cities were able to get a lot of grants last year from private foundations that gave because they were strapped. It was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And there were people voting, you know, wanted to vote absentee, so extra costly. They got a lot of funding from, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, uh, different tech foundations. And Republicans are freaking the fuck out over that. Yeah. And they're intimidating local mayors. And so their hope is to actually prevent people from voting by pressuring local officials not because they know they can't get statewide yeah. voter suppression passed right. but they know they can probably can they try to pressure well, the mayor they can't, back, they, they, right? can't, they can't do it in places like Wisconsin where they don't have unified control right but they yeah, might be able to pressure the mayor of Green Bay where sure. they're calling for his resignation and, right exactly um, or the mayor of Kenosha and uh, so far the mayor of Green Bay stood strong but you know, the common council there is kind of split. Just watch these local fights, it's, because that's where the right to vote will be decided yep. in our state yeah, for it's the gonna, next two it's years. It's going to require vigilance at, at all levels. And uh, when you go back to uh, you know how these districts are going to be redrawn coming out of the census, we're not going to land on one proposal between the legislature and the governor. That's just not going to happen. So no. the hope would be that, yes, Republicans are going to draw a very partisan map, right. probably similar to what it is today because it's already like super partisan as it is mm-hmm. and hopefully Evers and, and yeah. allies draw a more reasonable map and then it go it's going to end up in the courts and the federal courts are going to yeah. have to decide this but he has a, the people's maps like executive order different districts are doing their own maps right they're going to try to devolve that so it's more of a citizen's drawing of the map rather than partisan officials now sure. granted it's under Evers order but so one would say it could be democratic leaning but i don't think it will be as much because it won't actually be drawn by politicians 
and you'll have those maps submitted against the Republican heavy right. And the question comes down to whether or not they just choose one, or if they just draw their own, or if they base their Mm -hmm. own on a modif. It's a modified version of one of the two proposals. Right. So, I mean, that's obviously we'll have to see where that goes, but. Like I said, it, it can't get much worse because the districts are so out of whack here, just given the history yeah. coming out of 2010. Well, um, especially at the legislative level. Yeah, absolutely. There's a case to be made that it's fairly easy to create two congressional seats that are Democratic strongholds, mm-hmm. uh, in, one in Milwaukee, one in Madison, and then have six Republican-leaning districts. Um, The the fact of the matter is, though, the way things are going now where suburban voters are leaning more Democratic than they used to, um, at least one of the suburban districts in the Milwaukee area should be competitive. Right now, they're not. They're drawn just... They split the suburbs up, and then they include yeah. large well, the, swaths of rural areas outside of it. And I mean, they, and they, were, classic they, they were able to justify that going back years because we went down one district 20, 20 years ago, essentially, right? Uh, when we lost a seat, and then that's when Barrett's yeah. was essentially eliminated. Yeah, but so, then they redrew ten years ago. Yeah, they made it, um, it even was more of a real journey. They, they locked right. it. They locked it in. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of battles to be fought, really, on the next year around voting rights, but also whose voters end up where and <laughs> what districts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really where that where the battles are right now. It's on democracy, is what it yeah. is, right? I mean, and you've got the census happening mm-hmm. at the same time. We'll probably have a pretty accurate census because Biden team, frankly, delayed it so that they could correct all the fuck-ups from the Trump administration. Yeah, or at least make it somewhat better. Right, and so we're going to have, well, we're getting results in September instead of March. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing because sure. you know they were trying to short-circuit the count. Right. But, you know, uh, Trump world wants to, they want to prevent people from voting. That's really what it is. That's really all that it comes down to. It used to be, like, not very transparent that it was like, no, we just want reasonable laws, like voter ID and stuff. We want all the people to vote. Now now it's pretty explicit that, like, they're trying to restrict the time frame for, like, early voting Mm -hmm. and for absentee voting. No excuse absentee voting in a lot of places. Local officials, right. Right. So it's just, it's fairly obvious that they are not catering to people that, I don't know, just have, like, all the free time in the world to just vote between, you know, 8 and 5 p.m. or whatever the voting hours are in a given district. Um, Freezing. Definitely definitely not trying to make life easier for a voter that is, you know, in the working class. Fareed Zakaria last night on CNN, I would recommend that too. Uh, Maybe that's the purpose of our podcast now, Mm -hmm. it's just to recommend different mainstream media productions. But Fareed Zakaria did a good piece on how the Republican Party became radicalized in the last 50 years and um it was on cnn last night uh, okay and so i recommend that it, a lot of that talks about voting rights too it's a very uh, facile discussion of it but worth a look all right well we'll have to uh we'll post some of this up to the uh to the site but uh it's great to be back in person mm-hmm. you know it's uh it's a good feeling it's a good omen for well, it's things nice to, come. to have what we take for granted an administration that's actually Speeding up vaccinations. Taking this shit seriously. Figuring out recovery plans. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, maybe we we have got a chance here. Let's hope so. At a civil society we can enjoy. That's right. All right, listeners, 
More to come. We yeah. will talk to you soon. Forward. Forward. <laughs>